1: Hello, my name's Nick. Hello, I'm Woggy. We are the Mouth of Manliness. This is a podcast all about uh, mental health. But it's not just mental health. Um, it's kind of about people's lives and about uh, how they cope and how they manage in the world.
2: Yeah, and digging into the stories that make them who they are.
1: Yeah, so it's real-life stories um, where we talk about things that people have been through and how they've managed and how they've coped and how they've come out the other side. So sometimes it's just me and Roggie here, but more often than not we're talking to guests, uh, sometimes more well-known guests, but more often than anything, it's um, just normal people who have been through um, interesting situations. Yeah, and they've all got a lovely story to tell. Yeah. So, Mouth of Manliness, we are about mental health, but we are more about people and stories. So, welcome to the Mouth... The Mouth of Manliness.
0: This is the
1: Mouth. This. Welcome to the Mouth of Manliness. Thanks for... A- Thanks for being here, you guys. Cheers. <laughs> it's it's a really uh, strange one. It took us like we we got here about half an hour ago, and it took yeah. us like five hours to get here. We come from um, the deepest, darkest uh, depths of Essex, That's and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And to their credit, my two children on the way up here didn't moan once.
1: <laughs> yep. Say hi, Lola Gino, you're right. And uh, our friend uh, Emma drove and very much appreciated. Absolutely nailed it, yeah,
2: cheers.
1: So yeah, we've had a crazy old journey here. And uh, um, I think the, uh, I, I'm kind of living my uh, teenage rock star dream of uh, being able to be uh, on a stage at a festival although it being quite nice and intimate in here yeah it's uh, beautiful cheers i always dreamed of playing a festival and this is the first time i've ever played a festival so uh thanks for being here everyone
2: <laughs> yeah cheers thank you very much so yeah my name's nick and i'm walgie but actually can you add, add you say my name War, uh, Wargy. Wargy. Every time we've recorded the podcast, like every time, it's been sort of just find out how Nick says your name a little bit. My name's Warren, it's Warren Borg, nickname at school, Wargy. That's just my accent, I believe, but at the same point, mate, every Uh, single time is different. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Only a bit closer.
1: Yeah. Uh, So (laughs) nicknames are important. Yeah, most people call me Nick (laughs) Noise because uh, I'm very noisy. You are, mate, yeah. Beautiful. So uh, yeah, we we are. Uh, thank you for rob the bank for inviting us to come along. We um, so just to let everyone know who we are. Uh, we are a podcast called The Mouth of Manliness, and um, yeah, we talk about mental health. Our podcast is about um, it, it, encouraging people to talk openly about their feelings. Like that, that is the kind of crux of it.
2: It is, but it's also the stories about how people kind of get to where they are through the other side of what they've been through. So it's like it tends to be very sort of open conversations about what we've been through, each of us. I was late to the party. I joined on season three after being a guest on season two. Which was lovely, thank
1: yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. so we, we, we've been going for um, getting on to three years. Um, mm. And it kind of started with... Um, um, I had a, a, the, I've had mental health problems since I was nine. Uh, I'm now uh, 45 and I'm still here. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of had quite a serious kind of meltdown, breakdown... Um, uh, about three years ago and um, I kind of came to a realisation that a lot of it was to do with the fact that I was kind of hiding stuff hmm. that everything about me and about my mental health like I was hiding and a lot of that was to do with uh, feeling not good enough as a man I didn't feel like I was um, being manly enough thus the manliness <laughs> element <laughs> Um, And then I I, I just decided that I'd had enough. At that point, it was like, no more. I'm not going to hide who I am anymore. I'm going to be who I am all day long, and I'm going to um, tell everyone. (laughs) I'm going to tell the world uh, (laughs) that being quiet about your feelings is really
2: damaging. And it is, yeah, for sure. So I I was a listener on the first two series of our podcast, and Nick was fortunate to speak to... Rock stars, quite a lot of celebrities, loads of other people discussing the same sort of thing on quite a just a, a sort of genuine, open level. Really, it was really, really nice. Like it, and you're very open with how and what you say yeah, yeah. with people. Like, I mean, immediately telling a room of people you don't know at a festival. I hope you're having a lovely time, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like, it's it's a very it, it, it enamoured me your openness about it. Quite frankly.
1: Yeah, just tell a load of people that I don't know that I've been mentally ill since <laughs> I was nine.
2: <laughs> and certifiable.
1: Well yeah. Since I was nine.
2: But it's the ability to be brave about it, right? And that's that's the promotion in it. And that's the stories that people talk about on the podcast mostly. Because yeah, yeah. it's like how Yeah, how they got through things and the support of other people. Like when I needed friends during the situation I had a couple of years ago, that again, yeah. you were one of them quite frankly. So, you yeah. know, it's just how it, how it came about. But
1: Yeah, so on our stories. So it's quite an amazing thing. Once you, I I found like once I started being very open about my feelings and started talking about uh, the fact that I struggled with stuff. um, Like some of my friends were a bit freaked out and they were, uh, you know, they were kind of looking at me as if to say, "What have you got to like feel bad about?" And you know, it's not that, is it? You know, like, we uh, we don't wear our feelings on our chest in the same way, and people don't understand. Mm. Um, but what did happen is that once I started talking about it, um, I found it attracted a lot of people who felt the same way. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, we managed to kind of chat with rock stars and that, and... Um, but, but more importantly, we gave a lot of people a voice who didn't have a voice, you know, people who were struggling and they had a story to tell. Hmm. But, uh, the most interesting, I, I, uh, the podcast has been very much about me exercising my demons in many ways.
2: I think it was, I think it's changed yeah. <laughs> now.
1: I think it's changed now. Yeah, it has so, changed.
2: And, like, and that was, again, that was one of the things, so, so being part of The Mouth of Manliness and being a guest on it, I, I was able to discuss the breakup from the other of my children, yeah. uh, issues I had at, like, because, I mean, you know, I, I work in music, I'm a performer, I played here a few years ago. Um, and and that, that sort of situation was, it's very different when you can come back with real life and how, how you, you need to deal with things, I think. And um, it was an exorcism for me.
1: And that yeah, conversation
2: yeah. continued with us as friends for a long time. And yeah, it, it's
1: quite funny because I, I kind of... Uh, uh, so part of, my, part of my thing was that I was desperate to be a rock star since I was little. Desperate. Absolutely desperate <laughs> to be a rock star. Uh, and, and, you know, did everything I could to be a rock star, but w- never was. And um, so then what happened was everything in my life um, was not... If it wasn't being a rock star, it wasn't good enough. Mm. You know, like nothing was good enough. And... Um, and it, it, the strangest thing happens is that once I start talking about uh, my problems, um, <laughs> yeah. I then get invited to come here. Well, well I was going to say, and,
2: and now you're on stage you're at Best of All wearing sunglasses, loving life. Yeah,
1: I'm wearing sunglasses because I found them over there. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and I'm a bit scared. <laughs> Just a little bit scared. Ah, uh, but we are. But yeah, they, they, I, so... So over the, like, the course of doing the podcast, we were lucky enough to talk to um, like Frank Turner. Became like managed to make friends with some rock stars. And in fairness, yeah. Warren kind of lives the dream as a musician. And uh, I, I don't. Uh, and um, I, one of the things that I found that was really good for me was that the uh, the people we were talking to, like actually getting to talk to rock stars, people who have played stadiums, and then... Uh, Once we start talking about our feelings, they start uh, telling me that they're massively insecure.
2: Of course, yeah.
1: And it was like, no way. What, you've got the world at your feet and you're insecure. (laughs) You know, you're you're doing everything that I would have ever dreamed possible, but you're insecure and it frightens you. Mm. And uh, that was really helpful for me because it gave me an opportunity to kind of think, "Ah, I'm all right. I'm alright then you Mm. know like actually it doesn't matter what you do or who you are or where you are Mm. we're all still in the same boat yeah of course
2: I I think it so with the series as it's gone on then we've been able to speak to we were able to speak to people that were more like friends, or people that yeah. inspired us by the way they, yeah. by the way they dealt with their issues and their actions. So based on from insecurities or anxieties or family situations that were actually quite serious. Yep. So like on one of the episodes a, of, of the recent series, there's a mutual friend of ours called Stuart Mangan. Yep. Uh, he's a producer under the name of Seventy Six. He makes quite a few podcasts, and he's got a really interesting story. Crazy. And it not to spoil too much if you want to go and listen to it because it would be good if we got some more subscribers that would be lovely yeah. but um, he, he basically went through a family situation where both his parents were teachers yeah. and uh, his mother had a relationship with a student and, yeah. and, that, and, and how that affects a child at school and, and how that goes on I mean he is, is a very balanced lovely man but the story of how he got from A to B is probably one of the most important things I've ever heard in my life it was in the national press. It was a big deal, Yeah, it was. and and I never knew it about him. And I've been friends with him since I was like twenty. I'm thirty-seven. You've known him for, he's, yeah, I don't I'm know, a, a hundred. A, he, he, close, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and and it was amazing how you would never you would never know that behind closed doors what goes on in people's lives. Yeah. So that it's not even an expose because they're talking about it with like confidence and honesty about how they dealt with their issues. So that in itself was like just massively inspiring, and it. It, it makes you think
1: differently, right? Yeah, I think um, one of the best things about doing the podcast really has been um, learning from other people. Mm. So if someone else like can sit in front of you and be really honest about their lives, mm. um, it's really difficult not to kind of reflect, like for that to kind of make you think, oh, I do that, I do that, I do that, yeah. and then go, oh, but you're you're still alive, you're still with us, and you're still coping. Mm. Um, And that means I can. Mm. And I, I think that's a massively powerful thing.
2: And it is, but validation, like we live in a society where every single thing we do, obviously, is validated by other people. Yeah. So, like, with like you post on Instagram or whatever else, it's like we, or when you're on Facebook, the reality is you're waiting for somebody to validate what you did. Yeah. And that's not our fault. It's just, it's just how we live, right? So, it's just, you know, uh, when I'm with my children and we have, we make, we, I take pictures of them, people like it. And if they don't, you naturally go, oh, right. Oh. You know, and I don't know why that is, but we are in that society. So, I've if you make that a break bigger. From it. I've taken, yeah, of course, a break. Yeah, it, I've, should I've do.
1: taken uh, August off. Yeah. August off of August Facebook. Off. Good. And August off of uh, Instagram because yeah. uh, it just drives me mad. Because like, no, it, it just makes you feel bad about yourself.
2: But this is it. And it's, it's that thing of like when you live in that society, so then when you're not feeling the best or you're not feeling great about yourself and you're trying to sort of validate your actions on, like your, just your day-to-day actions about what you do, how you speak, what you wear,
1: yeah.
2: all that sort of stuff. Like that, that, I'm the sort of person that's affected by those thoughts. Yeah. And, and I, I've, I've had it most of my life for various reasons. Like... I I, like as as a a, a weird thing I remember as a kid was like going downstairs after getting dressed for a night out, and my dad going, "What are you wearing that for?" Which it might sound like my reaction should be as as a male should be, "Oh whatever, I don't care." But the reality was it did affect me because then going forward, I became then going out that night, I was subconscious about what I was wearing, how I looked, you know, if I was a bit too big for the T-shirt I was wearing, whatever else, and that stuck with me. And whether that and in in a society when I was growing up, that was considered sort of what an effeminate. An effeminate way to think, or whatever, that's which a manliness is, which thing, is, isn't it? Well, exactly that. So, like the pump up of like being macho male. It's just I'm so glad that the society has changed and flipped around to just observe people for who they are and accept people for who they are and, and, and their decisions because that form of toxic masculinity massively affected me for sure. And it's actually, so, it was me old man's me old, me old man's insecurity. It's so you know, strange I mean,
1: because it's not necessarily like that's not necessarily a toxic masculinity thing. No, like that that would be considered just normal. You yeah, know of like course, your dad yeah. would kind of dig you out over the smallest of things.
2: Yeah, I know, but then it's how that then affects you going forward. So the fact that, that we can now sort of discuss that and be like, well do you know what it's okay to it's okay to revolt that as well and to sort of have a bit of a go back and be like actually I'm alright, you know, like yeah. I know my parents were amazing, I was very, very lucky, but in that respect, that's that's it hurts when you're a kid and you hold you harbour things, as we all do.
1: Yeah, we do. It's it's quite um I think um like uh, we kind of quite i think um like young men are often considered to be a certain way and we 're considered to be strong and we 're considered to be able to cope mm-hmm. um, and i don 't know if we can hmm. and it's uh that 's not to discount you know anyone else's experiences of life, but I think quite often. You know this idea that uh, men are meant to be men and that we're meant to be butch and hard, and it's but just not real. It's,
2: it's interesting. So, like another another guest on our podcast was a friend of mine called Kate, and she, uh, Kate Farren. And she started; a, she's a personal trainer, and she she went. She told us of a story that was, I mean, she she was very much led by a partner at the time into yeah. her future and having children. To then find out that she was essentially being. I don't know how to put it really. She was sort of being ring fenced into a life that wasn't necessarily hers. And it's and it was quite it's quite upsetting to be honest. Like when Yeah kinda of When you hear about people's the, the way people are treated and, and how that affects their mental state and what and what it is they, they then go and do. Yep. Because he, he had lots of like private issues that were clearly affecting his family. She wasn't you know, she was being treated quite badly. I mean this is all on the podcast again. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not talking about anybody behind their backs, but and it was, it's, it's when you sort of hear again how then she picked herself up. She decided to end that situation and become stronger but after getting very, very, very dark and very, and very concerned about her own safety and her health. Mm. And that, like that, in, that in itself is like the most inspiring thing I heard for a long, long time about how she, she then started her own business. She shared a business with him, literally turned her entire life around and got her mental health on track with the support of her friends and, with like, and more importantly with having that sense of community with the people she loved. They looked after her, right?
1: it is quite amazing what we can learn from other people and just those general stories like, mm. I, I find that mind blowing I really do mm. um, I, I, I kind of want to ask everyone who's in here if they've got anything <laughs> if they've got a story to tell anyone anyone Has anyone got anyone, anyone? no no anybody? one wants to join in uh, I'm, I feel a guest would be good happy right, right now to open yeah. up the stage yeah of course if anyone yeah. wants to talk want anyone to you over there if you've got anything if if you got a story, like have uh, you ever struggled? Come,
2: come up, up you're alright, of course. Come have a chat with us. If you're happy to, it is being recorded. Just it so is you know. being
1: recorded and we are gonna put it out. But like I like the look of you guys. You look like you're in my gang. <laughs> uh I I quite yeah, often my my mate kind of uh kind of uh, told me off because um uh, I, we, I'm always like uh, lean towards more alternative people and I do because uh, they're my my people but um, wow you're here Hello. take the mic what's your name?
0: Uh, my name's Alex
1: tell us so so, what's your story then?
0: Uh, well it's really odd where do you want me to start the main thing? at the beginning oh um Well, my family's a bit, yeah, with, uh, you know, I'm asexual, which is for people who don't know, uh, someone who don't feel sexual attraction to anyone. That was something I was dealing with, uh, obviously them being like, oh, yes, girlfriend. Got a friend, girl, you must be dating. Yeah. It gets annoying after the time. And then, yeah, that one over there as well. Hello. Our family uh, thinks we're dating. Right. Which we do sometimes play up to that, just for a bit of fun. <laughs> yes, I am going to embarrass you as well. What's her name? Her name's Rebecca.
1: Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> Hi,
0: Rebecca. Oh, sleeping in a tent with her. I'm going to die tomorrow. Like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, tell me about it, then. So, um, so you, you kind of feel like you have to kind of fit in the role and then you'll get acceptance
0: yeah that's very much it it's, yeah. uh, it's very annoying because yeah. my family even though they're no you know asexual which I'm also pan romantic more more attracted to men than women so okay. yeah so that's some I'm out to all of them hope they don't watch it <laughs> they might hear it <laughs> oh that'd be fun uh, yeah so that's Really about so how does that make you feel? Um, uh, a little no, it just uh, the fact that I have to be someone else, which is an annoying bit. I was going to say, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Seventeen. You're
2: Seventeen. So the courage alone, then, and yeah. the difficulties you must have faced already. Yeah. So when, at, at what stage did you did you feel that you had to make a point of? Well, not not point. That's the wrong word. Actually, you discovered how you felt about. Your sexuality in life, generally. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, it was quite um, quite young when I knew I was getting that. Uh, well, people say when I start getting that attraction, you're like, because yeah. uh, then I was like, oh, because I was told men, women, both. day. So yeah. then I was like, okay, I need to hide this. Can't tell anyone. Ah, yeah. very much panicking all through that until about. Jesus Christ about three years ago maybe when did I leave school? I leave school last year uh, yeah about three years ago Ooh, that's scary uh, yeah so then I came out like this so that's alright
1: it's kind of you know what I was saying at the beginning about spending your life hiding who you are yeah and I was saying like I was hiding my mental health you know I was trying to be manly when like I know I'm not that manly Although I've got the deepest voice in the world, uh, but I was trying to hide the fact that uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't like working on cars and I didn't like sport. Um, but that, that, really, that's quite damaging, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. The fact that also being part of the community, some people like uh, the stereotype that gays don't like sports. I very much, I enjoy sports. It I do. enjoy football, in well, fact. Uh, any other sports meh, I'm happy to watch them <laughs> yeah. don't mean I'm good at them but at yeah. least I try so um, <laughs> so has it
1: impacted on you how's all of that that uh, like that hidden life
0: uh, it's impacted quite uh, quite much just the fact that um, I'm also non-binary as well okay. uh, for some people I'm usually them pronouns neither boy or girl that was not easy to go through either. That no. was that took me longer than my sexuality did. Again, none of my parents know. Uh, um, they
1: won't listen to this.
0: <laughs> they, they don't like podcasts, so I'm well, sort of a winner, aren't we? That's all right then. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so dealing with that as well, definitely living a different life to them yeah. for what they know and what I am, which yeah. is another thing. Which is also another part of being trans is the name as well. Yeah. Because my name's not legally Alex. So that's another thing that I've got to deal with when I is leave that home. Right? Yeah. When I leave home, you know, everyone else knows me as Alex. And at home, I'm not going to use it because I despise it with a passion. That, even that name affects me now. Because if I'm out in, if I'm in pu- public, Rebecca can definitely agree with this, someone says, which well, is called a dead name because right. you don't use it. Use a dead name. I'm like, oh, who's called me? Yeah. And I'm like, mm. yeah, even my head, I'm like still a little bit trying to convince, no, still phase, all that. Because that's the thing that people tell you's like, oh no, it's a phase. It's going to be a phase. Yeah. It's just a phase. You're just going through this. You're trying to just experiment. Even though I know, experiment, that, uh, even though I know it's not, I'm yeah. still in my head trying to convince myself, yep. even though I know it's not. The fact that, because um, I, uh, before, because um, when I finished uh, Level 2 Performing Arts, yep. I did, we had to do this performance of our own piece for one of our courses, and I I write stories for fun as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Dyslexia, and write uh, stories. Oh well, that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, which you've read, which is quite good. Yeah. Um, which is quite fun, so... A character is basically, basically me, different name, and just basically what I'd like to do, and has more confidence than I actually have, yeah. which yeah. is always the problem. Yeah, which the thing is, even though I don't, you know, I know I have a load of problems,
1: yeah, we all
0: do. yeah, so we really
1: do. Got- yeah, yeah. But, of course,
0: but it's the fact that I don't mind coming up here, I've even done a project on mental health. I've oh, done... Did? I've s- spent, like, so long doing it, uh, researching it. The fact that uh, things like... This is really... Everyone knows this statistic. If you do or don't, it's... I think it's every two hours a man kills himself. It is. Yeah. Which yeah. is a really scary fall if you think about it. It's
1: incredibly scary. Yeah. No, the, exactly. And that's why we, why we do this.
0: Yeah. And then I was reading something. It was a, you know... Don't particularly trust the BBC, but they've made um, uh, a what was it um, like a little article saying that fifty um, percent of people who self harm get uh, cured, which you don't really get cured from something like that. There's no such
1: thing as cure.
0: No, that's that's the one thing I have problem with. Just that headline, get yeah. cured. Yeah, it's a, the thing with self-harming. It's a coping mechanism, yep. and with that, it's like it's very hard to stop because it's also very addicting. Yep. Which is very hard. I've known people who have self-harmed. I've like I was known as the therapist friend, <laughs> which. <laughs> <It's mine>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what, though? Like, you are, uh, by being the therapist's friend, you are being the best possible friend.
0: Yeah, what I use, what I, well, even though I still do, um, I I don't particularly say my problems. I go, okay, I always go, right, I'm not a professional. Yeah. Would like to be, too much paperwork, too much time. Yeah. But, you know, this is my point. You know, take it with a pinch of salt, actually go get help. Yeah. Because I'm not particularly the most brightest of people. Have you had help? No.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's... quite often you just believe that people aren't going to hear you. Uh,
0: that's not really the issue. About no. uh, last year, um, my mental health was just like really low. Yeah. At the point that at some points I was didn't even know I was going to make it to the next day. Yeah. yeah. Which some people... God, we'll, I feel you. Yeah. have yeah. <laughs> been there so many yeah. times. Well, it's not fun. No, it's not. But um, I, how many times I've thrown with uh, my friend uh, like the things that we've both been through Yeah. and the fact that I know her backstory, at times that not going to... Not dissing you, Rebecca. but it's the fact that at um, some points I'm... I do it to myself yeah. I know I do it to myself I'm like right she's gone through so much and yet she seems fine yeah yeah I
1: that's very sometimes. true sometimes that's so true though because you kind of um, stack yourself up against other people yeah. so I found like doing the podcast is that quite often that we we'll speak to other people and you will think oh they've got it together and you know like, like talking to rock stars and you're like they've got to have it together and then they haven't, and they're just as much a mess as me or you. Yeah. Well, me. Yeah, or Warren, yeah. who hasn't got a mic? And, and yeah, and then you realise that actually we're all in this like this world. We're all in. I like to call it a human condition, and that the human condition is hard.
2: One of the one of the best things that I've heard from sitting and listening to you talk is about the camaraderie and yeah, support yeah. you both have. Do you do you have do you have like uh, other other friends as well together that that you can share your share?
0: Uh, things weird. Yeah, with. but I'm not as like close as yeah. I am with my friend. That's uh, lovely. So, yeah, she is my go-to person. It's to it,
2: and, and I think I think like the most important thing for me was always having like a supportive group of people. I've had people that have. No matter what I've been through, and I've been—I've been at, at some times in my life some pretty low points, and I've had a very lovely life. I've got—I've had a lovely family. I've, you know, every, everything is great, but not always is everything great. <laughs> yeah. And and the problem is when you can when you can have full support. People, I—I like I, something I was addicted to was just going on stupidly long walks. Every Saturday was like a marathon, and it was, and the point of it was by the end of it, my, my, me and my friend or whoever else sort of we. Yeah, my friend and I go, like, into the forest for, like, as much as 26 miles allowed, basically, which is a marathon. It was in bits. but, But the emotive journey you'd gone through from the start of it, through delirium and chatting and everything else, it was, regardless of the walking, it was just having that amount of time with somebody to actually offload and for them not to judge you. And I think that's, that's been... It's just one of the the best things of having friends and the right support group. I've, I've since had other help, other, other forms of help, professionally and otherwise. And that is it, it's something that... It's something I think is massively important to be open and honest about if you need it. And I think... But also find groups of people that will support you doing things. And, and like, I mean... You know, you have got a, a lovely, long, luscious life ahead of you, and 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 already your confidence and courage to be here telling us your story immediately is so admirable at seventeen years of age. You know, and it's like you're at a festival in front of strangers. We've just met you. You're a lovely human being. Do you know what I mean? It's it's. But I, I think, yeah, as you said, like you get get help is, and and get support from people. It's so important. I mean, it's uh, so you sort of. What's, what's your what's your, ne- what's your plan for you? What, what do you want to do? Because you seem creative. If you're putting things down into a creative outlet, right?
0: Yeah, I'm very creative with uh, different things as well. Yeah. Um, I can't really know what else <laughs> to say. Otherwise. No,
2: it's good. But I, I, I was just, again, shocked by the fact you were sort of saying about writing stories and, and personifying yourself in a creative way. Mm. Like, I do the same thing in music. He does the same thing in art. It's, all, it's that thing of like finding something that you can be completely you with, I think, and honest. And I think that that form, again, it's like a, a, a crutch, a bit of support, right? And being able to do it, it's like that flourish is like just really excites me. I, I just really like hearing it, that's all.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I think it's lovely. I think uh, I'd like to know what you've learnt.
0: Oh, um... i always find some back to what you said, is they, um definitely in my case is that I was bullied for five years which is mainly in primary school and the fact is for that I was like oh well because I moved from um, a school that everyone knew me, everyone knew what I was like
1: yeah.
0: to move to in year three, move to a new secondary school and you know how some kids can be like uh, new kid just yeah uh, so that was really interesting um that's really about it with that one and then talking to one of the people who used to bully me we somewhat got to senior school and he was like oh yeah sorry about this and actually getting really? to talk to him really can't say I wasn't you know I wanted this was very petty on my half I yeah. wanted revenge and I did get my revenge and if he's listening now although he is uh, or if he's not here I can't see it. so that's (laughs) another good thing Uh, I would like to say sorry to him if I got to see him face to face I wasn't particularly the nicest of people yeah and even then uh, uh, with a guy I like uh, even then I had a lot of insecurities even though I I know I still have I projected my insecurities on him yeah like makes relationships difficult I have said to him, was like, I'm sorry, I uh, sort of didn't go into much detail. I went, Yeah, this is sort of why. Yeah. And then I think from that, that's when the feelings started to happen, which I was like, Oh, not this again. Love that. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I think that stops throughout life, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's really shocking. Uh, you know, um, it, like the bullies at school. Uh, like the the impact they have is like really insanely powerful, and it, it really hurts you. And I, I, I've kind of come to a conclusion that I think quite often, it, uh, most things are about our sense of self. And a bully tells you you're not good enough, and tells you that you're no good, and then that makes you kind of feel like awful inside. And then more often than not, that bully is actually just uh, like they're reflecting their struggles with themselves onto you.
0: Yeah, it's more of like they're trying to go, okay, do this. Does this make me feel better? Yeah. Okay. The, then there's another thing of um, people knowing, well, knowing how they, well, how they perceive you, and then yeah. just sort of to go through it. I did that all through senior school. People, I am like this now and then. it's like. I, I won't. Even now, I'm like I won't take it from anyone. I don't care who, you because I'm, you know, you used
1: stand up for yourself.
0: But um, things I'm struggling mm. with, um, you know, self worth is another thing. Yeah, yeah, self worth. Self worth is yeah, a very hard huge. thing. But yeah. then uh, I was uh, the bane to the Swissfield to bring a skirt because I feel very comfortable into that because it's very. Like, very feminine, as they say. Yeah. So I do prefer being in some feminine clothes. Or even, um, like, just baggy stuff like, like this, which is very comfortable. Yeah. Also very handy with pockets as well. Lots of pockets. <laughs> Can't go wrong, good old pocket. So, um, so I wear, like, stuff like that. Fun um, enough, I was in the... Well, we were in the tent, and we are just... Because uh, I suffer with, like, anxiety and all that, so... Right. And I've never gone camping before. This is my, fun enough, my Camping
1: personal. is quite anxiety. Like I struggle yeah. with camping because I, I like to know where everything is, and I also need to have a TV on at all times. That
0: I think is not much of a TV with me. I just need it on. Yeah, I used to be like that until <laughs> yeah. I'm like sort of forced myself to do it, but then yeah. sort of came back to why I used to have the TV on. Yeah. Because I suffer with uh, intrusive thoughts.
1: Yeah, I do as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which surprisingly not a lot of people talk about but it's very common yeah I think it's like some people in here deals with intrusive faults which is uh, people don't know faults that you don't like don't do or never do like if I walk down the street like see a kid it's like quick fault kick that kid so just something (laughs) stupid like that and um, it's true obviously I'll never kick a kid intentionally maybe (laughs) <laughs> I have intrusive
1: thoughts. Uh, normally, like, uh, yeah, kill yourself, kill yourself yeah, all the stuff time. Like that yeah, That's, I that, that as generally well. tends to be my intrusive thoughts. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a bit insane, really. Oh, man, thank you for coming up and talking to us.
0: It's funny, it's a pleasure. You're a superstar, thank you. I, to be fair, I do this, for, I try and educate people because definitely with my family, they're like. This is something my mum says. Uh, I was like, she said something. I was, I was quite a kid, and I went, I, I said, I really overthink. She went, you're a man. You don't have feelings, which, oh. that, which hurt to yeah, that point. Yeah. That still sticks with me today. That's I was the about Probably four, or five, maybe. So that's that's
2: interesting that in itself, man. I mean, I can't. Yeah, you're little, and yet you're going to absorb that. Like, we are so impressionable, anyway, right? In, in that yeah. situation. But it's if you're then forced to sort of fight and, and, and try and prove yourself in what should be a warm and nurturing environment, then it's yeah, always it's like, going to be difficult for you. It's
0: like, no, no. It's, that's another thing. It's not feeling good enough, even not feeling good enough for myself. With mean, uh, as I was packing to come here, I was talking to my friends like, "Should I bring my skirt?" Oh, and then another thing is also the anxiety of because I've gone out in the street like it, and I've had people like like look like go, Ugh, "What?" what is he wearing Ugh. people's mm. like you shouldn't be wearing that that's for girls mm. I'm like mate i don't know you yeah <laughs> it's,
2: it's like... the thing is though it's, it's part of like being being subversive or not being the normal yeah. people tend to be scared of just stuff they don't know yeah. and i know that's a really simple statement but it just is true and then naturally um nat- all sorts of isms come from that like, i mean i've grown up in a in a, in a place where you know, there's there's lots of racism. There's lots, and it's all just gem, general people being scared, and and just not being edu, educating themselves enough to have an, enough knowledge to sort of just welcome people. Yeah. And and I, and I think I think what's really nice. We've discussed this on the podcast an awful lot, actually. Is just about how things are changing. There's a, there's a definite sense in the air that people are a little bit more empowered because we're able now to sort of have people together to shout out about exactly who they are as an individual
0: yeah like I grew up you know I was born in 2004 and uh, growing up you know back then it wasn't entirely all inclusive no even growing up like there was nothing in the media
2: no no but it's changed it's changed it hugely and it's so empowering and, and lovely for us to hear your story yeah and, and, and again just to celebrate your courage being here quite yeah, again,
1: frankly
0: thank you for bri- uh, no not at all you know what though?
1: Um, I want uh, you to share uh, one life hack Yeah, I want a life hack before you go that's your, that's your
2: parting statement for the stage i gonna ask everyone
1: else if they've got any life hacks uh, like one of mine is uh, you don't have to listen to your brain like your brain isn't in charge you're in charge you can ignore your brain that is my favourite life hack of all time and I wondered, if you got one?
0: Uh, uh, not really. Um, well, I'm going to more tell uh, a story. It wasn't mine. It's was something from um, uh, a famous philosopher, which is uh, it's called the cave. Uh, it's a cave. Basically, there's these people who live in the cave. I'm definitely going to butcher this. So
1: Yeah, no, go, go on. No, I'm yeah, all Yeah. So um,
0: there's people who live in the cave. So mm-hmm. caves are usually dark. There's no light. Yeah. And... Um, now and then there's sun comes up and there's these phantoms and they were very interested in them so they studied them and they were they were um, basically saying like oh yes this So they talked about it like they knew what it was until one person was exploring the cave and uh, went outside and actually saw what the phantoms were so he went back down to the cave obviously it was dark so he stumbled a bit until he got down there as he was bruised and bloodied and all that it was like what we know is not the 100% truth there's stuff up there we've not even seen before yeah so as he was saying that they plotted to kill him which is uh, how I get I started my own things in my own time Uh, and another fun thing is um, you sport it for
1: us No, but it is it's like the guy who's gone over the hill it's like oh there's loads of cool things over there and they're like hold on you're spoiling this for us. Yeah. So we're going to kill you.
0: Yeah, it's going against what they know. They yeah. don't want change, even though change is a very scary thing yeah, for yeah. everyone. But yet, it's okay when it's okay for you to change. But when yeah. someone else goes, tells you, like, this isn't 100% true, and if right. they got facts against it, they'll go, no, 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 I don't like that, so that's not true. <laughs>
1: which it's so is true. really
0: funny it's
1: to so think true. about it. Has anyone got any life hacks? Anyone, 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 anyone got any life hacks? Anyone want to join
0: in? Please do, because no, I'm here on my own. <laughs> no one wants to listen. <laughs> Has anyone got any
1: like uh, like bits of advice we can share with our, our young... Oh, look at that. That's what I want to see. Hold not stay there, Alex. What's your name? It's Rue. Tell, Tell me your life hack. Um, well, what I would say is, and it takes a while sometimes to get to a position in life where you're able to say no to people, So, sort of trying to just be a, a pleaser. At the end of the day, if you're doing something that you're not comfortable with, or you don't actually feel you want to do, but you're feeling you have to do, it's okay to say no. Oh, um, that's a good one. Have you got your hand up? <laughs> Thank you, Ru, I love that. That's so true. Um, like we, we did an episode on people-pleasing. Uh, the fact that you're always going to try and please people, but um, actually, in the end, you don't please them or you. No one gets pleased. It's just all a nightmare. Thank you, man. That's great. That's great. Anyone else got a life hack? I'm looking at you. How about you over the back there? Got any, uh, any advice for us young ones? I say me. I'm not young. I'm not young at all. I'm interested in what people have got to say. How about the kids? He got any advice? No? No. How about you over there with the smiley t-shirt? What would you like to tell us adults? You can come and talk. No? Don't you worry then. Don't you worry. Ah, oh, right. So, uh, at this point, I want to say a massive thank you to Alex. We need to get your email so we can tell you when we yes, release this. Yes, we do, it. for sure.
2: Yep. It's, uh, well, yeah, we'll definitely be featuring you on the podcast, so we'll get your details. Yeah, obviously. yeah, this is
1: going to go out uh, about, around the beginning of September.
2: Yes, it will be. It'll be our yeah. little comeback bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, no, no, it'll be just audio.
2: Yeah, so we have some distribution. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Right, let's give that uh, Alex. A yeah, hand Alex, come applause. here, man. Thank
1: give you very much. Hand. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, Thank you so much. So I guess, uh, like, I, I, I think, I mean, Alex coming up here and talking about his life, it's what it's all about. Like, life is uh, really tough, and it's a nightmare. and It's hard work. Mm. And it's so much harder when when we don't feel we're able to be ourselves and talk about how we feel, and I think that is all this podcast and that is all us being here is about.
2: Well, it's always been about stories for yeah, us like, and, and individual stories like yours, superstar. <laughs> and it's and it's what you learn from other people that like we yeah. were very aware of, like coming to a family festival. And firstly, not being on a music stage and, and, not and getting drunk, not swearing quite successfully. <laughs> uh, I think have I sworn yet? Yeah, no, I I'm all right swear. so far. It's cool. Yeah, but, but well. I think more importantly, what you can learn. We we were going to discuss. so We've still got a bit of time, I think, haven't we? Yeah, we've got yeah. A so bit cool. Of time. So one of the things we were going to discuss was like parenthood and and children and how you, you learn from your own, right? Yeah. So my two lovely daughters, Lila and Juno, sat in the audience there, Call drinking loads of fizzy drink, just getting it in before bedtime. Go <laughs> on, girls, all right? Um, which I'm sure everyone else is on this festival today. And uh, Nick, your family—you've got two yeah, children. Yeah, I've
1: got two kids. My—I've got a son who's 11 and a daughter who's 14. And uh, I tell you, the, the biggest thing, um, uh, like having children, um, you tend to spend as a parent. Uh, I was reading a book recently and it, uh, it just says um, that essentially you just feel inadequate constantly <laughs> yeah. when you're a parent you just yep. feel constantly inadequate you're, always, you're just always thinking I'm not doing that right I'm yep. letting them down and it's really really tough and like, but yet it, it, there's this thing where we don't talk about that as well
2: Sorry, I'm just making sure she's all right to go to the toilet. Yeah, you're all right. (laughs) Cool, baby. (laughs) See, being a parent, right, there you go. No, I mean, for for me, it was literally like trying uh, forever, like, you feel like I'm constantly setting a bar against my own weird anxieties and sort of the demons in my head versus how that can come out in my family unit and to make sure that I'm doing the best job I can. Yeah. That's the hardest job I've ever had in my life. Because I'm an overly busy person, clearly got traits of ADHD, all (laughs) sorts of other bits, as you well know. um, Clearly loads of other bits going on. And it's how you sort of balance your own... Your own like crazy when you wake up, and, and utilising yeah. things like meditation and things like that. Which again, I was never brought up that way, but like no. le- learning sort of ways and sort of um, coping mechanism to ensure that my brain wasn't going mental all of the time, whilst yeah. also holding a screaming baby for like forty eight <laughs> hours after you said awake five days from being born. True story. Um, and then yeah. it's, and it's like you, you, you then then it's a test, yeah. and it's a test you can only do on a daily as you go right. And that, that influence has always been, you know, like every, everything to me. Like, we learnt, I've learned more from being a parent and being a father. I've, I've learned to become less selfish. I've learned to become less narcissistic and less, less centre based because all of my actions naturally then, you know, influence and influence, but then also are for them, you know, everything I do.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I found being a parent one of the hardest things. And I'm sure every parent would probably say it's one of the hardest things in the world. And, uh, of course it is and uh, and then I kind of find myself feeling guilty because I don't because I I'm kind of thinking about me and I'm not being yeah like present with them because mm-hmm. I'm too busy in my own head thinking about how I hate myself for example <laughs> yeah
2: yeah but, but the, the thing that I've always admired about you Nick is that you're able you are able to you succeed in what you do it's not like you're wasting your energy and I think that's again like a lesson learned because yeah, no matter what, no matter how you sort of commit to to whatever, you're not just detracting any responsibility or mental mental sort of emotions towards your children. You're doing stuff like he builds guitars and builds random instruments just yeah, for just get, for fun. I'll, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's built me bundles of stuff. It's I'll amazing. Get like he's a creative. It's like it's, yeah. but it doesn't it doesn't never deter from the fact that you're a good father who provides for your family. And I think.
1: You know, yeah. Just about. I think most of the time, I feel like I'm clawing at the edges. I'm just about <laughs> yeah. managing. Just about. Just but about. I think we're, but
2: we're all on the periphery. We're all. All, yeah. all of us are managing as individuals. It's, it's like, and that, that day-to-day, you know, when, when you're talking about finding yourself, you never stop, really. No. Whether you're finding your sexuality or you're finding you're finding who you are as a person, your purpose, yeah. like what you do on a day-to-day, it's like, that's hard as it is. Like, you know.
1: I often wonder about the purpose thing. I feel like you're constantly looking for your purpose and does the purpose exist? Because, uh, so a lot of people would suggest that the, the journey is the important bit. Like yeah, the purpose I, I think it is. suggests uh, there's an end, but I, see, I don't right. know if there is. I think it's all the but journey you... is the is is the important bit. Well, I
2: don't think if you've got a brain like mine and I speak obviously very selfishly on that An insanely busy I know brain. that I go and do something and then I'm immediately go bang and I do something else and you yeah, know what I'm like yeah,
1: okay.
2: it, Files will be there tomorrow Nick, they'll be there tomorrow they're never <laughs> there tomorrow because I do 20 other things first yeah, yeah, and they get to the end of the day so it's more like tomorrow night but I just it's don't so say true, it yeah. so it's, it's that constant and it's not that I'm not just sitting on my bum doing nothing. Um, no, 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 no. But again, that is what I do. Like yeah. I, I appease everybody straight away, say yes. Yeah. You know, contrary to our beautiful bit of advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, but then I, I try and fit it all in. Yep. And that's inclusive of like spending quality time with my children, all that sort of stuff. You know, it's like, and I, I, I guilt myself. Like our journey here today took five hours. It did. It should have took two hours. Yeah. And all that entire journey, I'm just thinking, my kids, my kids are sat in the car for five hours. My kids are sat in the car for five hours. I'm so selfish bringing my kids. And they were
1: amazing. Though. And they
2: were absolutely amazing.
1: I'm looking at you, She's, giving,
2: she's giving me a funny little look, though, June, isn't you, baby? <laughs> she's you <annoying> me now. <laughs> but it's, oh. it's uh. Oh. Oh, oh hi um yeah and it's it's with, with with that little journey in itself it's like you i think you, we can be a little bit too hard on ourselves in the situation Yeah, that's
1: very true you know i do think in life we're often really hard on ourselves and um uh like people have often said to me that you know um how you'd give your best mate uh you'd, you'd let them off for most things Mm. your best mate you'd be like oh no it's all right look they've been a bit out of order but we know they're going through a load of grief we'll let them off but we never let ourselves off we never go oh you know you never kind of bring that to yourself you never think oh look after myself a bit because you suddenly turn into a really selfish person it's not true we need to look after ourselves uh, and we need to let ourselves off because we give ourselves so much more grief than anyone else is going to give us.
2: Yeah, man, for sure.
1: And, uh, I, uh, you know, that and the uh, you don't have to listen to your brain is <laughs> my overarching message.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's true. I think, I think for me to... it's always just been take a few deep breaths before I act and I'm still learning yeah, to do yeah, this yeah. On, yeah. on an absolute daily. Yeah. And it's... uh. It is a struggle, I think, but, you know, and as I've said, I've always... The support of people that genuinely love you, genuinely look out for you, and listen as well. I don't stop nattering. Again, probably a bit of the illness situation right there, but...
1: I think the worst thing about... (laughs) I, I can hear M people in the background I know yeah Heather Small is having it <laughs> behind I'm us like, on the main stage M people all <laughs> things in the background like I'm listen, a, i she, listen she's as punk rock I'm as you like i a guitar like. man of so, <laughs> course you are you
2: ain't got to worry well listen we're going to yeah, have to yeah, wrap yeah. up so thank you very 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 much to Alex
1: Thank you, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Alexi Superstar.
2: And thank you to everybody you, who sat Rick. here and stayed in here. It's so lovely thank that you're you here. Man, Thank
1: you, Really do appreciate Thanks it. Thank you, for Ruth, listening for your, to your us. lovely bit of We are the mouth of manliness. We, we talk are. about our
2: feelings. <laughs> so go subscribe on the mouth of manliness on yeah, ACAST. check us
1: out. We're on all formats. And all
2: platforms and all yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, go are. and enjoy, enjoy yourselves. Have a lovely best of all. Thank, thank you, guys. very much. Bye
0: hey. now. Jeez. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>